Hello and welcome to Your True Self, a podcast about real life stories of transformation, navigating life and being able to show up in the world as your unapologetic self. Here, we'll talk about the ups, the downs, the ugly truths and the magical moments that we all experience but often feel we can't share. I'm your host, certified transformation coach and mentor, Jackie Rogash. I'm going to share with you how I was able to heal my trauma and move from barely surviving to thriving and ultimately embracing my imperfectly perfect self. Because I know the power of community, I'll also be bringing special guests along for the ride. Throughout these conversations, we'll speak about the different factors that support us during our own personal transformations, including healing, resilience, mindset, connection, and so, so much more. So strap yourself in because it's time to discover your true self. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your True Self. So I feel a little bit silly because I know that in one of my previous episodes, I said that I was going to be doing fortnightly podcasts and you're now getting them weekly. And I guess it just goes to show that I can do more than what I thought I was capable of. But also I feel like given that today's episode is a follow on from last week's episode, it feels really right to have them a week apart. And then next week's episode will be the last episode for the year. So I'll be doing an end of year wrap up next week, which sounds, which feels super, super fun. And I hope it sounds super fun as well when you listen to it. But yeah, so even though I did say I was doing fortnightly, surprise, I'm back in your inbox weekly for three weeks. So, okay, let's get down to business. This week's episode is all on healing my trauma. And as I said last week, there was a two-part question in terms of my trauma and then what my healing looked like. So the question for this week was, or for this episode that I'm going to be talking through is, what did my healing look like? How did I move through that space and what was my thoughts and mindset after doing the work? And really my healing didn't start until I hit rock bottom. That's, you know, not everybody has a rock bottom moment, but I did. And I had probably tried to heal in a way previously. So last week I spoke about my depression and there were times when I tried I went and saw psychologists throughout those 15 years and they just didn't do anything, right? I didn't feel like they were helping me. Maybe I wasn't ready or maybe they just weren't my people, but it was sort of a one or two sessions with them and then that was it because I just, yeah, as I said, I didn't feel like they were helping me. And then in 2016, 2017, I've spoken about this in previous episodes, I hit rock bottom and was very suicidal and really the only reason I didn't end my life in those moments was because of my partner at the time and my parents or my family. Yeah, they were they were the reason that stopped me. But in that moment when I made the decision that I wasn't going to f- follow through with it, I wanted to turn my life around. Right? I wanted to change my life and I wanted to be able to make something of myself and actually be one of those people that could turn around and say that, you know, I turned my darkest days into my best days. And I'm so grateful that I can comfortably say that to you now. So what did it look like? 
as I said, I'd seen psychologists throughout my life previously who just didn't help me and they were either weren't prepared to go deep when I wanted to or I just felt like we were revisiting the same thing. Like I'd go in, they asked me how I was and we weren't really doing anything to heal per se. And in 2016, I had to get a forensic psychiatrist assessment and it was actually one of the best experiences of my life because the man that I met with understood the police force and that was obviously where a lot of my pain was coming from. So it was so good to be able to talk to someone who understood what I was going through because not a lot of people can do that. And on the flip side, because of that meeting and that assessment, I actually uncovered so much about myself. I uncovered where my limiting beliefs come from. I uncovered, you know, where the stories that I told myself, why the patterns that played out in my life played out in my life, like so many things. And I am forever grateful to him. And I remember after the assessment, I asked for a copy of the report and he said no because of where I was at. He's like, no, I'm not comfortable giving this to you because unless you come in and read it with me, because I just, I don't know where, you, where you're at right now. And then I emailed him, oh, I reckon it was a year or two later, and he sent me his report and reading through that, there was just so many aha moments. Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but I had that assessment. And when I was there, he actually recommended my psychologist to me. He said that Danielle is amazing and that she would challenge me in the way that I want. And he thinks that she would be a really good fit with me, fit for me. And it was really only reluctantly that I made an appointment. It was kind of like a, I should do this. I'll just tick a box and go and do it. But within five minutes of speaking with her, I knew that she was my person. You know, we sat down and she said, we're going to deal with what's going on right now. We're going to look at everything that's happened to you in the past, but I also want to work out what your future looks like. And that was the first time that I felt seen. And it was the first time I felt like someone actually cared enough to want to help me create a better life. You know, it was the first time I felt like there was someone who wanted me to move forward and cared about what I did and was going to be there to support me. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is my person. So we worked together for five or six months. And it was, I remember I went to one appointment and she said, I don't think you need to come and see me anymore. And I was almost, it was almost like a breakup in the best way. Cause I just loved having that, having her there and talking to her. And she's a friend of mine now. And she's part of um, my program, true self experience. She comes on as a guest speaker. And I'm so grateful that I, that our relationship has built and blossomed in the way that it has. So we worked together and it was challenging, but it was also the best thing I could ever do because it was the first time that I allowed myself that time and space to look at everything that had happened to me in a way that was safe and in a way where I knew that I wasn't going to be judged and I knew that I was supported. So seeing a psychologist was probably the biggest part to my healing. And it was funny because I was at a stage that was really different, I guess, in that you know, I'd gone from being this fun-loving extrovert that everybody thought was never upset to someone who didn't really say anything. I went really introverted 
you know, I didn't want to speak to people. I was quiet and reserved. I didn't socialize. I avoided social events. It was like a big shift because that's that's where I was at. And then moving through that with her really helped me because I knew I realized that I disassociated myself from everything that I'd known and everything I thought of who I was. So it was kind of like a complete breakdown in the sense of let's remove everything and build build Jackie up again in a way that feels authentic as opposed to in a way that feels forced or yeah, feels forced or feels like I needed to wear a mask. So that was a process and a journey and one that while as difficult as it was moving through that, it was the most rewarding thing I could ever do. Then after I finished working with Danielle, when I started studying coaching and ultimately I got into coaching because of Danielle and I will talk about that. That's another episode that I'm going to run early next year, which has been asked in terms of how I got into coaching. But once I started studying life coaching, I started working with coaches and I've worked with a number of different coaches. I've worked with life coaches. I've worked with business coaches. I've worked with energy healers. It's amazing. It really is amazing. And I know that there will be other coaches in my future as well. Like I want to look at more, more deeply at my spirituality at some stage. And I'm sure as something else comes up, I will go down that path. You know, I've worked with coaches who specialize in diversity, equity and inclusion, which again feels amazing. So coaching, while it's obviously a huge part of my life because it's my business and it's what I love, it's a huge part of my life in that I will always have a coach somewhere in my life and whether that's working one-on-one or groups or attending events or something like that I know the power of coaching and I know the power of community so coaching has been a huge part of my journey then in terms of what the healing looked like it was messy I guess in a word, it was messy. It was something that, as I said, for 15 years, I'd pretended that all this stuff that had happened didn't happen. So I had to confront that. And in doing that, I stripped away all the layers. I stripped away the boundaries and barriers that I had up. I stripped away basically who I was, as I said earlier, to look at who I really was. And that can be challenging because you're stepping out of a life that I had known and I had lived for so long and into, you know, living an authentic life. And that was scary as hell, right? Because, you know, as a people pleaser, as a perfectionist, as someone who cared so deeply about what everybody else thought, being able to show up in the world authentically was scary. And you know, it's not anymore. Like for everyone that knows me is like, this is what you see is what you get. But, and there's obviously lots of layers to me, but at the time when I was going through that process, it was really like, I felt very naked, very vulnerable, very open because I'd never allowed myself to be seen in that way before. So that was, it was messy. It was messy. And I think I just moved through that space one step at a time you know that's all I could do it was about surviving each day and focusing on one little thing and getting through that and then focusing on the next thing and that's ultimately what 
yeah, what got me through knowing that, you know, life's an evolution and you'll always have challenges and stuff like that. But in the deepest part of it, it was, it was challenging, but also the greatest journey I've ever been on because throughout those couple of years, I learned more about myself than I ever have before. So while it was messy and petrifying and something I wouldn't want to do again, it was also the biggest blessing. So the second part to this question is what were my thoughts and mindset after doing the work? Well, they completely changed, right? You know, I went from being someone who, as I said, didn't really let anything get to me or, you know, suppressed everything to someone that realized that I'm actually really sensitive and I'm a deep feeler and embracing that instead of avoiding it was interesting. But again, such a gift, such a gift. And in that, it was something that I remember growing up, I used to always say that, you know, I'd love to have a business, but I'm not, I'm not business minded or I'm not, I'm not cut out for this. And here I am. Right. And I think when I look back at that, it was really that I didn't believe that I was good enough to have my own business. So that's a huge shift that's changed. And I know that I can achieve whatever I want. You know, if I want something, there is absolutely no reason that I can't have that and I can't achieve that. And I believe that I can. And while, yes, chasing anything or working on goals and stuff like that will always bring up fears and limiting beliefs in our inner critic, it's now something that I believe that I can do. And, you know, I'm not void of limiting beliefs or inner critic or anything like that. Like they're still very much there for me. I just know how to work through them now. And that's, I guess, another mindset shift that I've had in that, you know, I don't see them as something that needs to stop me from achieving something. Whereas now it's like getting curious about why they're there. So please, when I talk about this, don't think that I'm, you know, superwoman and don't have, don't have these things come up for me because I very much do. So yeah, my mindset completely shifted to, you know, knowing that, I can have what I want. I can achieve what I want, but also riding the waves, you know, embracing the ups and downs, embracing the negative. No, I don't want to say negative, embracing the feelings that I used to perceive as negative. So if I'm feeling sadness, if I'm feeling bitter, if I'm feeling pissed off or angry or frustrated, instead of just, you know, soldiering on or getting over it, I sit with that. I process it. I figure out why it's there. And sometimes I know that I'm just going to feel a little bit down and feel a little bit shitty and that's okay. And it's about riding that wave. And something a mentor of mine once said to me was sometimes you just need to race to the bottom. So when you've been going for so long and you know you're sort of on that downhill spiral to burnout or exhaustion or whatever it is, sometimes you just need to race to the bottom to clear it all out and then you can start climbing again. And I love that. So on those days, instead of trying to force myself to get up and go and do things, I race to the bottom. I'm like, sweet, I'm unplugging, I'm stopping. I'm going to just, yeah, check out and do what I need to in order to move through this phase. So there's another element that's changed and I think one of the most beautiful ways 
that my life has changed is that I now surround myself with the best people, the best people. You know, I lost a lot of friends when I went through my stuff or more so there was people in my life who I thought were really good friends and I realized that, you know, they were in my life for a season or a reason, not my lifetime. And when I redefined who I was, that meant releasing some of those relationships from my life in order to be able to move forward. And that's okay. You know, there are still absolutely people in my life who, you know, I love and I have around me and are in my life and, you know, have been through the whole journey. And I cherish those people so much, you know, I caught up on the weekend with a girlfriend who, you know, we used to go out and party when we were 18. So, you know, I still very much have friends who have been through the whole lot. But since healing, I've created even more special friendships. And a lot of a lot of these people, it's quite funny, really. We joke because a lot of my closest friends or dearest friends I have never met in person because that's just the reality of A, going through a pandemic, but B, having an online business. So one day we will meet, but I just surround myself with people. I surround myself with people who are better than me or who inspire me because that makes me want to be better. Whereas previously I would be intimidated by anyone that was better than me or had what I wanted because it would make me feel bad about myself. Whereas now I use them as motivation. So that's a really, really beautiful gift as well. And ultimately, I guess to close out, this episode in terms of my healing and it's it's hard because my healing journey was so complex you know I changed so much from pre rock bottom through rock bottom and then coming out the other other side and I was in a six-year relationship that ended in 2020 and you know we got together before all of the drama happened and it was funny because I was very detached. He's introverted. I was very extroverted and he didn't say much and I didn't stop talking. So it didn't bother me that much, but we never really spoke about anything deep. And then when I went through all my healing, he was there for me. You know, he really, really saved me and I stopped talking and shut down, which didn't really matter because he didn't talk anyway. But I knew that he was always there for me. I knew that he had my back, which made me feel safe. But then coming out the other side, I changed so much. You know, I discovered who I was. I discovered what I wanted in a relationship and I discovered what I wanted in my life. And we spoke about that. And unfortunately, he, we weren't on the same page. And so that relationship ended And I obviously now am with Chris and super happy and have Hunter and everything else. So everything happens for a reason. But that's probably the biggest piece of me that changed and shifted over my journey. And it needed to, right? It needed to because I knew I couldn't stay in that relationship and still be happy. So, yeah. And I think, yeah, again, to close this out, I believe in myself, I believe in myself and my abilities. I believe that I'm capable and worthy of everything that I desire. And I believe that I deserve 
the best people in my life and abundance and joy and freedom and all of the things that I value so dearly. Whereas previously I wanted those things, but I just didn't believe that I could have them. I didn't believe that I was worthy. So if you take anything from this episode, it is that through healing, I discovered my sense of self-worth and there is no greater feeling than that. You know, there is no greater driving force than knowing that you are inherently worthy of everything that you desire, knowing that what you desire is going to be very different to what someone else desires and that's okay as well. So I hope this has answered your question in terms of my healing journey. It's something that I could probably talk about for hours in terms of different bits and pieces that I worked through, but I feel like no one wants no one wants to hear the ins and outs and the gory details, or if you do, let me know and I'll do another episode. But it was really about breaking down everything that had happened and going through bit by bit and taking it slowly as opposed to just rushing through it and dealing with everything as a whole because each thing that I dealt with, every belief, every hurt, every pain, every trauma had a different impact on me. So it couldn't be dealt with all as one thing and it couldn't be dealt with quickly. So if you're on your healing journey right now, all I say is go easy on yourself. As much as you want to rush it, try not to. Like, yes, there are things that you can absolutely do to move forward and speed up your healing, but don't try and skip ahead because you'll miss something and it will come back to bite you later on. Trust me, (laughs) it does. So yeah, that's my healing journey in a nutshell. But basically it's get support and use support. Psychs, therapists, coaches, friends, supports, whatever it is that you need because you're worthy. You're worthy of having that support and so am I. It just took me a really bloody long time to figure that out. But now that I have, I will never, ever, you know, worry about asking for support. So that is it, my loves. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week for my end of year wrap up, which I am super, super excited to share with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your True Self. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Jackie.Rogash or through my Facebook group, Inner Transformations with Jackie Rogash. If you love this episode and don't want to miss another one, I'd be so grateful if you could hit subscribe and also leave a five-star review so more people have the opportunity to hear this podcast because you just never know who needs to hear what we'll be sharing. Take care and stay true to you.